That was... Uh... Yeah, I know. Was that appropriate? <laughs> I once had a man use something on me and say, does that feel good? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, if you have to ask, probably, probably not. not. <laughs> Welcome to Dirty Girl Books. I'm Blanche. I am also Blanche. The book we're talking about today is Family Tree by Susan Wiggs. The synopsis is Annie Harlow is a television show creator and producer in L.A. The show is called The Key Ingredient. It's a cooking show that she works with um, her husband on. He is the star of the show along with a female co-host, So the book opens with her being relatively happy in her marriage, producing her show with her husband. She comes to learn that she's pregnant. And so she goes to the studio or somewhere in LA to surprise him with the news. And lo and behold, opens the door and he is screwing the co-host of the show. As she's leaving in distress, a scissor lift falls on her and causes her to collapse and go into a coma then the author takes us in periods of now then to tell the story of how she came to be with her husband Martin how she came to be in LA and about a past love that she had uh, back in Vermont whose name is Fletcher Wyndham of course it is after we come to learn of the affair the author discloses that Annie suffered a tremendous accident that put her in a coma. And again, it's slowly kind of developed how we learn of this. She wakes up. It's told from her perspective. She wakes up. She's in the hospital. She doesn't necessarily know what happened. And then through her family and storytelling, we come to learn that she's been in this bad accident, um, lost the baby. Then the uh, Fletcher returns into her life, the high school boyfriend, he um, had gotten married after to someone else after he'd gotten her pregnant. This had happened because Annie was living in Vermont, but then wanted to pursue a film career or a TV show producing career out in California. So she left him in, from Vermont. It, it, it's, all, it's very plot heavy. It honestly didn't fall so much into a romance erotica genre as it more did a fiction so the storytelling is really meant to bring us back to the understanding that of course Annie and Fletcher are meant to be together and um so there's a whole lot of plot and I I honestly just feel fatigued talking about it I mean the main point is that it's about the men that have been in Annie's life and her decision making skills and her personal choices that bring her back to ultimately the man that she thought she always should have been with which is i believe how it ended up classified more as a romance that makes sense there's definitely the romance piece driving the storyline however there's 
delving into her love of food, the relationship with her grandmother that cultivated the, the love of food. So to me, it very much felt like a Hallmark movie in that the opportunities to have more described sex scenes were going to be passed on to keep this a pretty G, PG rated book. Yeah. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, Fletcher and Annie end up together in the end. Um, I really felt like there would have been some better titles for this book. You know, they literally said the key ingredient almost a hundred times, I think. And I have not the foggiest idea why they didn't just name this book the key ingredient. Agreed. I, I had another... Right, because the key ingredient was her show, and the idea of the cooking show was that, you know, there's always one ingredient in a dish that really makes it its identity and, and flavor. But uh, her, and that, that there's a deeper meaning in the storyline with that, too. Right, because her gran always talks about how life has key ingredients and key moments about, like, love and attraction and, and the things that you make. And so I feel like that just probably would have been a better encapsulation because i don't i can't for the life of me figure out why this is called family tree there's not a i mean i guess maybe it's a pun because of the sugar yes probably i i also felt sugar rush would have been a fun title yeah however i feel like that would have led us down an even more misnomer exactly exactly so if you want something that feels pleasant in its plot development it certainly is and i do feel that susan wiggs has a nice style of writing and there were moments of uh, enjoyment. However, I I kept reading it with the thought of, okay, now we're going to have a sex scene. And then uh, I think it was well into chapter 16 before you have any even description of sex. And it's extremely brief and just kind of acknowledging that it happened. And um, Yeah, it definitely reads a lot more like it's sex scene that would happen in a movie in like a unlike a made-for-TV movie, a Lifetime movie, or a Hallmark movie, where it's very obvious they're having sex. You don't really get into any nitty-gritty obscene details, but it's still there, and you can sort of feel the weight of the sex without having the description of the sex. Which, thank you, Susan, for not describing their sex as teenagers. Yeah, that would have been creepy. Yes. However, bonus points for that. Bonus points for that. However, when they came back together after she'd been on, in L.A. for a while, like that, I was, I was, well, I guess they were still pretty young then, though. But anyway, there was, there was literally none of it. And so, um, say, feel that it could be, should be, will be made into a Hallmark movie. I don't know that I would want to read a book like this again simply because fun of watching a movie telling the story is to see the chemistry of the characters played out. It was a little difficult for me to feel that from reading the book. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like I got some of that, but a lot of that was my self-insert in my head, sort of identifying with my teenage romances and, and my high school boyfriend. And so... I feel like I did a lot more heavy lifting than the book did, which is not bad. I mean, that's another way to connect with your audience is to trigger a memory that they have already, and then that does half the work for you and still makes 
them feel an emotional connection. But it's it's just a it's, it's going to be hit or miss because not everybody has those to tap into. Yes, my high school boyfriend should be, will be completely forgotten. So I was not able to tap into that. Speaking of, talk a little bit about why we chose this book. So I have been looking for books for Blanche, and Blanche has been looking for books for Blanche because she is in an older age bracket than most of the main characters in our book. You know, our main characters are usually plugging around. I mean, if it's historical, it can go down to 18, but it can get up to usually like 33, 35. And they're almost always, you know, career women who haven't had time for a man. And so everything is almost always very new to them. There's no... And this at least had that bonus that we didn't know about. And and that's part of why we picked up the book is it was like, oh, well, she had a husband and then something happens. And so she's trying to get back into something else that after her life has changed. And we're like, oh, this will be a perfect kind of storyline. Come to find out it isn't really all that much of a romance novel. It's more like somebody wrote a romance novel and then went back and edited it and tried to make it into a regular novel you can see the romance novel bones underneath and it was in the romance novel section of half price books which i highly recommend getting romance novels at half price books because that's really you'll always pay about what you should probably pay for a romance novel at half price books but you you know you get into some details about annie's parents you get into some details about you know, Fletcher's kid, and, and there's some sort of ancillary things that are going on that I could tell were added to make it feel more novel-like, like capital N mm-hmm. novel-like. But underneath, you can still see the push-pull romance novel, especially in a lot of the flashback scenes. It's really all about Annie and, and Fletcher, and I feel like th- they probably took away some of the things either that she did write or that she was used to writing because she Susan Wiggs is a romance novelist I have read several of her romance novels that have actual sex in them okay and that's why I was comfortable picking it up is because Mm -hmm. I've read several of her books and I was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah and I'm sure the people at half price books thought the same thing I did Mm -hmm. oh Susan Wiggs is a romance novel Mm -hmm. it's published by a romance novel publisher Mm -hmm. Avon is a romance novel publisher and so there was just a, it's, it's like, I would say like a romance novel plus and also minus because they added character development and like world building and subtracted some of the more dirty scenes mm-hmm. that are usually in a romance novel. And so it still falls into the category, mm-hmm. I feel like, but it's just not as much as we were looking for mm-hmm. and what we were expecting. It could still be totally okay for people who are looking for that. Mm -hmm. I could see this scratching an itch for some people. That's great. Not to make too much of a pun, but... I appreciate that explanation, though, because there seems to be a need to somewhat classify these, not to make them completely utilitarian, but if you go into half-price books and you pick up a romance novel, you might expect there to be more erotic scenes. However, you should know that that may not be the case, and it... I mean, I've never seen any kind of rating or 
understanding or categorization as far as how much erotica does this book have, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the age-old thing is don't judge a book by its cover. And to some degree, you kind of feel like you can. If there's a, a scantily clad person on the cover, then there's probably some sex in this. And in fairness, there is not a scantily clad person on the cover of this no, book. No, there's a tree and a family or a girl and a dog. But also... Where was the dog in the story? There were a couple of dogs. But also I've read plenty of romance novels that didn't have a scantily clad person on the cover. So it's not mutually exclusive. There are clues you can look for. And like I said, Avon is a romance novel publisher. So you would think that is a clue. She is a romance novel author. That is a clue. But you're still, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a gamble. Yeah. So it's kind of a lesson learned for us. Yeah, I don't regret reading this book. No, I don't either. I don't either because I think it's an interesting topic to explore. Because for me, I don't mind the character. In fact, I want the character building. I want to understand how these two people come together because that is, to me, more of a turn-on than when the sex occurs versus just coming out of the gate, here's the sex. Like, we've talked about how not to generalize all women. However, women tend to be more, we like erotica versus visual pornography because we like the idea of understanding who this person is and then association with who they are tends to turn us on more than just the visual of their body. In fact, that's why a lot of women struggle with video pornography because we don't know this man. We aren't attracted to him just because he has a nice body and a penis. It's not... Yeah. At least that's me, but that's that's may not be every obviously that's not every woman's experience, but do you feel like there's some generalities there? Yeah, and I feel like this book went too far in the other direction. It focused too much on plot and too much on character building and uh, it could very well have been designed because she was trying to avoid being a romance novel, but at the end of the day it's still like I I know there are books that exist for like there are Amish romance novels we may or may not read one of them and I'm sure that there isn't a even the remotest hint of sex I mean I've never mm-hmm. read one but mm-hmm. I, I I know my grandma reads them yeah. and I know what she will and won't read yeah. this is definitely more sex than those right. but those are still romance novels mm-hmm. and so it definitely still falls on the spectrum mm-hmm. it's just not it, it's on the if the if, if, Spectrum is pure porn versus pure emotional. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot closer yeah. to the pure emotional. Agreed. You know, I felt like there were missed opportunities, not that that was necessarily the author's goal to make it more explicit, but for example, when uh, the heroine comes back to be with Fletcher at some point and they make love three times and the quote that we did at the beginning when she says that was, oh, and he's like, I know. It, you know, some 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 understanding of she has this husband that she was married to. However, her experience with Fletcher was so different. And it's always interesting to me to say, you can have great sex with someone. However, an emotional connection and intimacy with someone else is going to create a deeper level of sexual satisfaction. Yeah, I think that... One of the things you need to focus on with this book in particular, and I mean most books in general, is you need to manage your expectations. Just because the book isn't what you wanted it to be doesn't mean that it didn't do what it was supposed to. 
you just thought it was going to be X, when in reality it was Y, and you didn't really have any reason why? I mean, you had clues that made you think it was Y, but that doesn't mean it's bad. No, you are my clue that made me think it was Y. I know. I, I misread the clues. And, you know, that is a okay. bit of a... That is a bit of an issue, like we said. Right. So, and you alluded to this, but my desire was to try to find a book where I could more easily identify with the heroine. Being older and having been through a marriage, been through the first go at romance, having that not work out, and some of the issues that I would want a romance novel to address. I felt that she touched on these slightly like she said um, that Annie after waking up from the coma feeling better reconnecting with Fletcher was anticipating a sexual encounter with him and she said you know was wondering you know I've been with this one man Martin for so many years could I still please a man in the way that I used to and those are real things that divorcees go through or you know to be divorcee but you know hey I didn't think this was going to have to be back on the market and now all of a sudden I have to understand th- those are interesting to me. And while you as a female or a man have to, to work through those issues the second time around, the gratification and the satisfaction of being an older person in a new relationship, confident about what you want, not ashamed to be sexually open and happy about having sex, there's some real advantages to that. However, there's also some challenges. So Yeah, and she touched on it yes, in did. the she in did. the most barest sense and I could see you and I know you did want more deep conversation about that and and more resolution about that and I feel like we got resolution in the sense that in the sense that they had sex and it was apparently very good but it was very passive resolution obviously it didn't become an issue but it wasn't because she processed the issue it was just because it didn't come up again and like you said there are people who will pick up this book in the romance section because it says family tree and they'll feel like this is probably a safer level of romance novel i don't want the explicit sex i don't want those things and for that it achieves its purpose I would have rather just watched it at Christmas time. Can we put a Christmas theme in there and then watch it as a... Because I only like to watch Hallmark movies at Christmas. Honestly, you could very easily put a Christmas theme in here. It's It takes place in Vermont. There's a big plot line about the sugar maples and, and having to tap the trees during winter. Yeah. And you could totally yeah. make oh, this a me. Christmas book. When she said sugar snow... All I could think of was Little House on the Prairie and the way I used to feel when Laura talked about tapping the sugar snow in the winter. Yeah, it's 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 rife for that. Yes. But again, that's us putting expectations on it. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what she wanted. I mean, you could give this to an editor and be like, look, this will sell a lot better if you put these elements in. And yeah. and it just, just all, it all comes down to decisions that we were not privy to. Would it have been better? Maybe. Possibly. Maybe not. We don't know. Um, right. But so if I go into Half Price Books and say, point me to the smut. I don't know if the poor little 20-year-old will uh, be very comfortable with that, but you could give it a shot. There's a lot of, like, hipsters working at Half Price Books. There is. I mean, at least ours. Yeah. Um, they might. I, I, 
it's an interesting question though as we move forward knowing that i need a little more smut blanche i know and we can we can we can steer that way okay so we're gonna have to do some research about 40 plus smut yeah we will can we can we just do that as a search Uh, I think that you're going to come across a lot of things that you're not going to want to be looking for. I could be wrong, but I, my instinct says that you're going to come a lot across a lot of stuff that you're not going to want to see. It's like when you tell your teenagers, don't Google search boobs. Well, the problem is that nowadays it's mostly like safe searches on. So it's, you don't really get a lot (laughs) of exciting things. So we have safe search on and we search boobs. What are we going to get? Like old, like middle-aged men that are just dumb. I mean, you still get boobs, but you don't get like Boobs. Well, that's what you want, though. I want I want teenagers to get boobs, like you know, nineteen seventies Playboy boobs versus. Yeah, you probably get that. I don't know. It's been a okay. long time since well, I just googled might, boobs. That might be our um, listeners. Try it out if you're over eighteen. And let see, us know. Let us know. Let us know what we get. Yeah, which we are on Twitter. And what else are we on? Facebook. No, we're not no, on we're Facebook. Not. Hold on. We'll we'll save that for later. Um. Yeah, I think the only other thing that I really think we need to talk about was there's a side plot in the book where one of the things that made Annie and Fletcher sort of drift apart was the fact that Fletcher's dad is also in an accident and loses his leg. Where so a lot of traumatic events. Really, now that I think about these poor this. people live terrible lives. Like, yes, large machinery equipment causing traumatic damage. Right, and then also like a lot of divorce. Um, it's just a. It's the family just, tree is dark and broken. It is. It is dark and broken. Um, it all ends up happy, which yes, I think yes. is another trigger point for it being a romance novel because everybody ends up happy can i comment on that it is absolutely yes negative events trigger the plot however they all end in the most utopian way possible the cliche terrible ex-wife once fletcher and annie get together she's just fine apparently like the sun is fine everybody's fine there is a tiny little weird like bit where she shows up and she's like we're both fletcher's exes but then <laughs> she it ne- wants to have coffee she wants to get a drink or but something. then that never goes anywhere so yeah. that was a little bit of a, anyway, a loose end that was to, to direct you back to what you wanted to speak about that right. we must address the fletcher's dad has his his leg amputated due to some faulty equipment that he purchased for the garage and it leads fletcher on a essentially one man army pi case pi one man army personal injury case and there's a big subplot about fletcher having to do his own legal work and and it ends up that you know we find out pretty early in the book that fletcher is a judge and we find out how he decided to become a judge was that his father had accidentally had his leg chopped off and fletcher had to essentially champion the case himself which turned him into a lawyer and and lit his his love for the law but i will say there was a lot of blanche and i are both attorneys and there was a lot of questionable legal content in this book there was not there had not been a lot of fact checking on a, on a much smaller note there was also some questionable bartending and cooking sections of this book not everything in this book was a hundred percent accurate but we're we're not expecting perfection in these things i mean when you're cranking out one a year you don't have time to fact check every bit 
But poor Fletcher is wandering around thinking he needs a retainer for a PI attorney. It's like, no, Fletcher, you don't. Just call one of those people on late night TV. Even though that's who they were explicitly told not to call, I'm like, no, that's who you call. How did he watch late night TV? It's like, we don't collect unless you do. Exactly. They, he should know that about <laughs> contingency fees. However, yeah. So those parts get frustrating because it kind of, t- you have to suspend your disbelief even more so when the facts don't line up but whatever so yeah it's it's i mean i'm sure that there are people that could read this book and say similar things about how she was a tv producer and all of the things that she had to do we We just personally don't have that experience um but we we do have the lawyer experience and we thought that one it did course correct and get a little bit more believable but at the start it was like it sounded like she had written this stuff and then was like, crap, I forgot about contingency. <laughs> and then had to write it back in the plot. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but overall, I, you know, we could spend time talking about the connection between Fletcher and Annie. However, because they never do it in a hot way, I just don't, I don't find it that interesting. Well, and honestly, it's kind of difficult because a large portion of this book is told from... A large portion of this book is told in past tense, as in, like, the active story that's happening with Annie and recovering from her accident. That's what's happening in the now. And then you're learning about all these past Mm -hmm. incidents with her and Mm -hmm. Fletcher and Mm -hmm. her and Martin, her Mm ex-husband. And because of that story structure, I feel like you lose a little bit of the oomph and the connection you're just supposed to believe that these people have had this connection this whole time and that they don't have to really, like, hitch back into Like, they can almost immediately start back up yes. where they left off, which, yes. I mean, again, you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit. It's a, it's just a bit of an odd way to tell a story. It's well, I'm not saying it's I bad. Feel, no, I feel like in a movie, you'd build, I mean, there's a natural chemistry that occurs with people that will occur on screen that then when you have to draw on it later, it makes sense. Yeah. In a book it's a little bit harder. Yeah, there to are do definitely that. scenes where they're together that you could yeah. see the sparks fly, yeah. for lack of a better term, on a television screen. Right. But on the book you just have to assume that that's what's happening. So truth be told, when we'd gotten to chapter sixteen and she first introduced a sex scene and it wasn't hot at all, I said, Oh, okay, well this is where we're going. So I started listening to it almost exclusively on an audiobook. And the woman that reads Fletcher's voice, it's very monotone and very boring. So I, I you know, I'd listen to it, I'd kinda check out, and then all of a sudden I hear him like, she's talking about Caroline. I'm like, Who the hell's Caroline? She kinda goes off into Annie's parents. This goes back to the utopian thing. Annie's yes, divorced parents get yes, back together. Like, stop it. I realized that, you know, as a divorcee, my children were watching The Parent Trap and The Brady Bunch. And I'm like, oh, wait, okay, we need to course correct. Like, like The Parent Trap doesn't happen in real life. There's a reason why people get divorced. There was some movie, you know, with Meryl Streep and um, Alec Baldwin that talked about, like, that Like that doesn't happen. No. And <laughs> no. So, yes, talk about the utopian of all, of all situations. Yeah, the um... – but again, it just it just felt like a distraction. I'm like, I don't, right. I don't care it, about it's, this. That, this is the sort of sprinkles that made it seem like a real novel, but it didn't actually add to the plot. It just 
sort of distracted me and I was like, well, I don't want to read this section. Why is this in here? You know, you got a couple of sections that are from Annie's mother's point of view and talking about her love with her her love with Annie's father and it sort of is why she justifies separating Annie and Fletcher when they were younger. And so you can kind of make a little bit of a a connection, but it's it's a tenuous and not well-made one. Right. And that definitely doesn't explain why they need to get back together at the end. It's just there's just a lot of like and they all lived happily ever after, even though everybody had a traumatic brain injury and somebody else got their <laughs> leg cut there off. There seems to be no no lasting effects from the year-long coma whatsoever. Right. Yeah. It's it's a little bit. It's not my it's not my cup of tea. However, I'm not going to say that I do think it's well written. And so, if people like a very hey, I want it to be simple. I want to just step into a world where things work out, and it doesn't really need to be explained why the reasons are so um, inexplicable as to how how they work out. I, I actually think it read well. Until I realized there wasn't going to be any sex, I liked it. And then I kind of just got bummed out. So going forward, and for our listeners, Blanche, how if you want to read romance and have there be a high level of erotica, do you have any tips when you go into a bookstore or look online how to find what you're looking for? If you definitely definitely want sex scenes my suggestion is find a book with a scantily clad person on the cover so from the 80s or it doesn't have to be? it doesn't have to be from the 80s there are definitely ones from now that have scantily clad people on the cover both i will say the difference is you know there seem to be a little bit more um now it's a little bit less I ripped your dress off in a rapey way and a little bit more actual sexy stuff. Um, and also, I would say if you... Which we welcome that. Yeah, I'm, we're glad that it's not rapey. We... Another section that you could look in if you really, really want actual sex is go to the the labeled erotica section and not the romance section. So that would be... I don't think that's that half price books they do not have no erotica no section. but Is that you because you have to pay full price for erotica <laughs> <laughs> actually there's a lot of free erotica online this is true but it's you know it's all a bit of a it's always a bit of a gamble i think it would be good to have some references for our listeners as far as online erotica and what we what we find to be good well you could check out our website at yeah. anchor fm and then if you have any specific questions you can check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, yeah, and Dirty Girl Books. Yes. Which this episode probably needed to be labeled Clean Girl Books or um, Slightly uh, Smudged Girl Books. <laughs> um, <laughs> rough Around the Edges Girl Books. Oh, no. There was nothing rough. That's was, true. So the other... The other um, in closing, maybe we can talk about the, the few missed opportunities as well. I was really hoping for a hospital. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will leave that to you. Uh, I was never, the whole time she was an invalid, I was like, well, I guess we're not getting any sex now. I don't think it's, I don't think that that's what we, what we need. Maybe, maybe that's what you wanted. I'll let you have that one. I was, I was um, left pretty, if I had balls, I would have been blue balled at the, 
when he says he's taking her so you know they've they've gone through you know she's gone through her accident he's gone through a divorce they're coming back together trying to figure out if they can make it work they're about to have sex and he's outside with her and you can pick you in the picturesque vermont and i thought well maybe something's gonna happen here and he says i thought about you when i hung this swing And then they end up turning the swing into what she quotes as a carnival ride, which I'm sorry. Um, that just sounds like they were going to break the swing. But that would have been funny, too. We could have heard about that. No. And it, vomit after you've eaten a funnel cake. Right. Yeah. Instead, we just get, um, you know, I ended up staying over there all weekend. Okay. That's. God. Yes. Like, come on. We got You got to give us a little bit more than that. Yeah. So that sucked because. But again, like you said, I was expecting something that I should not. Again, I am staring at this cover, realizing (laughs) to go. It's like going into a relationship with unrealistic expectations. Like that's on you, girl. Yeah, it's you you really can't blame anyone but yourself. The signs were there. If you didn't look at them, it's kind of your fault. 